2: indeedy Duty. this is the wchl podcast and i am the commissioner christopher perry on the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world the parks director extraordinaire for the quinceanera scheduling department at the city of oklahoma city a former general manager for ou hockey former zamboni driver extraordinaire at blazers ice center it's my friend andrew major andrew say hello to the people yo 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 andrew how in the world are you
1: well, you know, I I just can't. I'm beside myself sitting here. You tell know, me, I can't, tell me. I can't believe that I have made it on the podcast two weeks in a row. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what to to make of this of this windfall of success and <laughs> and glory. You know, I don't know if I should go play the lottery tonight. You know, if I. <laughs> if, if, you know, I just don't know what to do with myself.
2: Andrew, Andrew, I got I, I have a confession to make, okay?
1: Uh, third pick. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, third pick. Third <laughs> picking on a Thursday night. No. Yeah. Andrew, it's Valentine's. You are my Valentine. Oh. So this this is my gift to you being on oh, the being boy. on the podcast two weeks in a row.
1: Oh boy. So yeah. So what that tells me is the chocolate that you bought for me, you ate it before you got it.
2: To me. <laughs> and the ice cream. And <laughs> yeah. the ice cream. <laughs> Andrew, it's Thursday night. We're a day late and a dollar short as always here on the uh, craptastic WCHL podcast. I have to apologize to you and I have to apologize to the 14 listeners. Uh, We're a day late and that's because, Andrew, do you know what I was doing? I was, Uh? I was, I was, yeah, don't, please don't guess.
1: Valentine's, I mean, be careful here. We don't have an E.
2: Yeah, we don't have an E. I was with my Valentine at a play. I was watching Jesus Christ Superstar. The revival that's touring, the Broadway revival that's touring.
1: Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you?
2: <laughs> oh, be careful! Be careful! Be careful! <laughs> oh, be careful! All right, here. Hold on, here. I'm, I'm going to find a button really quick. I want you to ask me uh, what was the what is the Chris Perry quick review of Jesus Christ Superstar?
1: What is the quick Chris Perry review? Jesus <laughs>
2: <laughs> It was awful. It was absolutely 100 percent awful. I'm oh, telling you, what, if you, have the, if you, if you're out there, I like don't get me wrong, I like going to Broadway plays. I like going to even when they're, you know not on Broadway, when they're coming to us. I like those things, and I get a kick out of them. I really enjoy them. I like live theater. <laughs> this was not very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought
1: about, I thought about you the other day. Yeah, as as my wife and I were sitting in a at a club eating dinner, Uh-oh. and there's and there's two guys sitting at the bar next to us, and <laughs> and they're all spiffied up and all that. And yeah. I hear them talking about they're headed to the symphony mm. that that evening. And I looked at my wife, and I looked back at them, and I looked at my wife again, and I said, Should I tell them to say hi to Chris on the way in?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it's an exclusive club. Mm. I'm telling you what, membership has its privileges. No, But, oh my God, Andrew, this was, I realized we're, we're, you know, this is supposed to be a hockey podcast, but this (laughs) explains why, it's a poor explanation, but it's a bad, and it's Uh. a bad excuse, but... Mm. I was, with my Valentine, suffering through, we were both suffering uh, through Jesus Christ Superstar, (laughs) the Broadway Touring Edition. If you have the chance, miss it. Um, Wow.
1: Take the opportunity to go stage left.
2: I've seen plenty of really, really, really good shows, and I'm looking forward. The next two shows that are coming through town here locally are going to be Frozen, the musical, and Hamilton and i've seen hamilton a couple of times now and it's excellent and frozen i mean come on how badly can they screw up the disney thing right
1: yeah that would, that would probably be pretty good
2: so well the thing i'm worried about there is the uh tens of thousands of screaming kids that are going to be surrounding next to me uh, La- last night was 100 a lot of gray hairs a lot mm-hmm. of old hippies a lot of older folks
1: uh, I could only imagine.
2: Yeah, and, and you know what? This thing came from like the late 60s, early 70s. It was, and, and the music had a lot, it was one of those deals, Andrew, where I'm not big on closed captions on TV because I like <laughs> to pay attention as opposed to read, Yeah. Um, but uh, I wish last night during this uh, god-awful play that I had <laughs> some closed captioning. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, my apologies for being a day late and a dollar short here on the WCHL podcast. But, hey, we're here, and let's get right to it. Oh,
1: boy, let's dig in.
2: Yeah, and, boy, we got a lot because yesterday um, yesterday was a busy day for ACHA Men's Division One in terms of news. The first thing that got going was the ranking, the most recent ranking, uh, was released. And it was the, we only have two more rankings to go before we figure out who's going to Nationals, Andrew. And uh, so yesterday at noon Eastern, 11 Central, we had uh, ranking number 15 was put out, and it was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. uh, There were some uh, WCHL teams that had some... A little bit of movement going on, wasn't there?
2: A little bit of movement, yep. We have six WCHL teams in the top 25. Uh, Nevada-Las Vegas is number three. Central Oklahoma is number five. Arizona moved up a spot. They're number 15. Utah stayed steady at 17. Arizona State was 19, and Grand Canyon was number 22. How about that? And then if you uh, if you extend the, the computer rankings out there uh, past the top 25, Colorado state is 26 Missouri state 27 Colorado 33 Oklahoma 38 and that's out of 70 teams so yeah nine teams in the uh in the top in the top half if you will of ACHA D1 I'll 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 take it
1: not bad not bad yeah yeah. so what was it UNLV flip spots with Ohio from four to three yeah and then uh UCO and Liberty switched places with uh, going five and six there, right?
2: That's right. And then uh, Arizona, Lawrence Tech, and Calvin are all in a little cluster, and they traded uh, spots in the 14, 15, 16 spot. Calvin was 14. They dropped to uh, to 16. And Lawrence Tech and Arizona all moved up a spot as a result. And so, uh, yeah, kind of kind of interesting. It's uh, Minot State still number one. Adrian's still number two. Uh, UNLV in Ohio, as Andrew just said, uh, flipped spots. They're three and four, respectively. Central Oklahoma's five. They flipped with Liberty, who is now uh, number six. And then we have uh, Indiana Tech, Jamestown, Maryville, and Grand Valley State. There's your top ten. So uh, pretty salty. It's not bad to have six teams in the top 25. And what that means, Andrew, is we have four teams that are in contention to go to nationals. Yeah, I like it. I'll take it. Obviously, number three, UNLV, um, they're in. They'll play on, if, if things hold steady, and I don't see any reason why they should. Well, who knows? Ohio's getting ready to play some killer games, um, so they might move up a little bit. Um, you know, UNLV and Ohio could still trade, but I, I don't see. Yeah. They're, they're going to be, that's going to be the top four. Minot State, Adrian, UNLV in Ohio. Minot State will be number one. Adrian will be number two. UNLV in Ohio, they can flip-flop, but they'll be three or four. You just take your pick. Yeah. And uh, so, so UNLV will start play on Friday. Uh, Central Oklahoma is number five. They're in that five through 12 range, so they will start playing on Saturday at Nationals. And then we have um, Arizona and Utah. Thankfully, thankfully, they're not playing one another at Nationals.
1: <laughs> As of right now,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Things, stay tuned. Things might change. But, uh, yeah, right now, uh, Arizona would take on, if I if I remember right, Arizona was going to take on Indiana, Pennsylvania.
1: That'd be a good little game.
2: Here, you know what? While we're talking, while, while we're shucking and jiving here, let me see if I can't uh, pull up the Nationals preview. You know, I should have come prepared.
1: Well, you know, that's yeah. why we keep this thing suboptimal,
2: right? <laughs> here it is. Yep, Arizona play, would play UNL, uh, uh, IUP, Indiana, Pennsylvania. And um, they, the winner of that game, would then get the pleasure of playing Adrian. Ooh, what oh. a, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Adrian's tough.
2: And then uh, Utah, at number 17, they would take on number 16, Calvin. And the winner of that game gets number one, Minot. Oh. So, uh the way we have it right now, IUP is from that uh, Pittsburgh league. They moved into the top twenty, which means that that Pittsburgh league would not be eating a spot from their auto bid if this all holds true to form. So there don't, yeah, there'd only be two bumps, right? Stony Brook and Arizona State would get bumped. In uh, nineteen and tw- uh, eighteen and nineteen would get bumped because twenty's already in the uh, twenty. IUP is twenty, and they'd stay in the in the, uh, in the top of the ranking.
1: There you go. Yep.
2: Yeah. So Navy is all Navy is the first team to qualify for the national uh, championships presented by Flow Hockey at the New England mm. Sports Center as winners of that terrible Philadelphia League. <laughs> so congratulations to the Midshipmen. And I'm trying to think Andrew the, the the I think the big thing right now Utah is done for the season. They have no more games left.
1: So they're just kind gonna- of they need a lot of help around them, right? They
2: need a lot of help, and they're just hoping and praying, doing a lot of scoreboard watching. And uh, Arizona has a couple of more games left with uh, Arizona State, and that's it. And um, and those are those will be in Tucson. But uh, – oh, wait, 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 no, no, I take it back. Arizona also plays at UNLV this weekend. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, ASU only has the uh, games left in, in Arizona. So uh, uh, we, we've – you know, there's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching going on here the next two weeks to see who does what and what happens. And uh, we've got to also hope that these playoffs, the conference playoffs, there are three conference playoffs out there that will award the championship to the uh, the auto bid to the, the playoff champion. And the three that we have to worry about are the Great Lakes League, uh, the M- my M- my, the B Conference, the MCH, uh, Midwest College Hockey, and then the other conference is called the WAC, the Wolverine <laughs> Hoosier Athletic Conference. Yeah, say, say that twice.
1: WAC. Yeah, yeah, it just rolls right off your tongue.
2: Yeah, and the reason why I say that is because if anybody other than Adrian or Grand Valley State when or Calvin wins the Great Lakes League, the conference you know, playoff that those are the three teams from the GLCHL that are in the top 20. So if anybody other than those three teams, Adrian, Grand Valley State, or Calvin, if anybody other than those three wins, that will cause a bump. It
1: causes a bump, yep.
2: In the MCH, the B Conference, if anybody other than Jamestown or Illinois State wins, we got a bump. And in the whack, it's uh, in anybody other than Indiana Tech and in- Lawrence Tech Lawrence right now. Lawrence Tech, right. So uh, we have to hope that those three teams, things you know hold true to form uh, so that will only, you know, keep the bumps to a limit
1: yeah i mean just looking at it i mean i would, the whack would be the wild card in my opinion with michigan dearborn being down at number 23 Yep. you know they're you know they're they're they've been good and they've been good for a long time so you know they could get hot and upset some people you know
2: it could happen it could so, happen uh,
1: that's the one i would watch if it was
2: me yeah, yeah well that's and in, in, so if you heard it Utah you heard it Arizona that's the one Andrew says you gotta watch so uh, watch the whack championships <laughs> next, uh, next week alright so there's the ranking anything else uh, jump out at you from the uh, terrible ranking or from the uh, ranking number 15 yesterday I, I don't think so um, note to self: Since uh, I'm the idiot that puts it out onto, I, I email it. Do not change the clock on your computer after you've prepared the draft, but before you've sent it, because when it comes <laughs> time to send it, something says, "Oh, the message is changed, and it will not go out on time." And so it was a it was literally a minute late yesterday. It did not go out at eleven o'clock central as as uh, as it should have. It went out at eleven o one. Well, that um, was my fault. The uh,
1: suboptimal. I
2: mean, just. <laughs> hey, suboptimal in every area, not just the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that should we're, scare my clients. Jeez, we're
1: we're we're extraordinarily brilliant at being
2: suboptimal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew, are you prepared to, to? Well, I'll give you an option, Andrew. We can go back and talk Jesus Christ Superstar, or would you rather talk about last week's games involving WCHL teams?
1: Uh, I say let's go ahead and talk some hockey.
2: Whew, thank goodness, because I didn't really pay attention last night. <laughs> it was it was that bad. Um, please, don't go. Um, okay, last Wednesday, uh, while we were doing this podcast, uh, Arizona was playing at Arizona State, and Arizona ended up beating Arizona State by a score of 5-2. to two. Andrew, did anything stand out to you about that game other than they were kind enough to play it while we were doing the podcast.
1: Well, I was going to say, they did it during our podcast. I mean, how kind of them to do that.
2: I think that's awesome. They, we, you know, and we should do more of that.
1: And I, and I think we did a brilliant job of, um, oh, how would you say this? You know, picking the winner of that game on the predictions.
2: <laughs> so, I mean. It was it was only like, what, four to nothing after the first period? <laughs> yeah, I
1: think I think, when, I think when we left, it was four to one. So, yeah, I mean, that was pretty easy to pick on that one, right?
2: Yep, yep. So, okay, so nothing stood out to you, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think if you if they paid attention last week they probably knew that Arizona was gonna win that game anyway so
2: I think it's uh, the thing that stood out to me was that Arizona um, number they had two guys that, that I thought played really really well for them number 23 Josh Lesby had a, a couple of goals and so when you when you think of Arizona uh, I think of well right now I, I think of three players who are just never mind the goaltending uh, from from whether that's uh, 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 Nolan Bivelchik or I was going to say Anthony Churro, but he's not there, but it's the other, (laughs) it's the Finn, uh, Seppinen. I think of those two guys, but in terms of skaters, I think of number 20, Brody Selman. I think of number 18, Jesse Lowell. And I think of number nine, Cam Timor. But it was two other guys that stood out um, on that night, and it was uh, 23, Lesby, for a couple of goals. And then they added a player recently, uh, a kid named uh, Jackson Mace. I think that's where, maybe it's Jason Max. I think it's Jackson Mace. Um, he's number four, and he had a, a goal and a couple of assists in, in his, I think it's his first or second game with U of A. So uh, he's meshing fairly well with the team. And it, yeah, so uh, adding some firepower late right before they, uh, right before they need it to uh, make a yeah, run so that, for nationals.
1: Yeah, because that's the thing. You think of U of A the last, you know, what, season and a half? We've talked about just the lack of offense and lack of goal scoring,
2: right? Yep, especially and late.
1: Late, yeah, and it's so. Yeah, hopefully they've hopefully they found something and they can uh, make that work and make a run at nationals here.
2: Well, th- those guys were kind enough to play their hockey game during our podcast, and we had some live look-ins, which was kind of fun to do. Um, the the other teams, they were not so kind. They waited until no. Friday and Saturday to actually have games. How inconsiderate! Utah traveled all the way to Oregon to take on the uh, Oregon Ducks, brand new to Division One this season. And Oregon and Utah have a, a relationship; they both played in the Pac-8 hockey conference, which that's you know, Division Two. And no, yeah, yeah, I know. No, yeah, yeah. I don't don't mm. hey, don't get me going on Division Two. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Let me. want write this down for our, when we talk later. Division Two. <laughs> There we go. Crap on them because <laughs> I've got some fun to have with them. Um, okay, uh, so anyways, Utah goes all the way up to Eugene and takes out the uh, Ducks by scores of four to two and five to two. the um, The first game was a uh, it was a uh, it was a, it was a close game. It was one to one going into the third, and then uh, 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 it was. It, the, the, I'm, I'm blanking here, but Utah got a late goal, and then they got a, uh, a late goal on the power play to take the lead because it was Dad. two to two, and then they got an empty netter to make it four to two.
1: Yeah, Ethan, Ethan Light scored late, and then uh, Trent uh, Gephardt scored the empty netter to ice this thing away for him.
2: I'm telling you what, Oregon, and you know they're not in our conference, so I don't really want to give them a whole lot of credit, but. I thought a week ago or so they lost to Colorado, like in the last 30 seconds of the game. Yeah. And here they're losing to Utah in the last five minutes of the game. Uh, so just, uh, there. tough, tough luck for Oregon sucks to be yeah. you guys, but, uh, yeah.
1: and they're, and they're close, right there. It won't take much to, to where they're competitive, you know?
2: Hey, I mean, if for a first year, for a, for a first-year team in ACHA Men's D1, they're doing very, very well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're, it, won't t- it won't take them long to be competitive over there,
2: right? Yeah, that's right. Purdue Northwest, I think, is doing the best out of the four teams that joined this season. There's Purdue Northwest, Oregon, uh, the College of New Jersey, and San Diego State. I think it's in that order. Purdue Northwest is the number 21 team right now in the nation. Yep. And so... Um, they're doing the best, obviously. Oregon is somewhere in the 30s. Uh, College of New Jersey, who knows where they are? Uh, I, I don't pay attention to them. San Diego State's like number 67 or 68. <laughs> I was to say, I mean, yeah, we're hurt. We've
1: we've talked about them, yeah,
2: yeah. So Oregon, you, you know, that that's a respectable start, of first year in ACHA men's uh, yeah, D1. 100, so
1: 100, yeah, yeah. And there's a and there's a lot of hockey players on that side of the country. So
2: well, you know. and and from Canada too. America's attic. Right? Yep. There's, yeah, there's it, a couple it, it, of, uh, you know, it, since they're so close.
1: If they, if they play their cards right, they could be competitive here pretty quick.
2: They could be. They could be. All right. And then the uh, the next day, it was a 5-2 to two Utah win. And, a, again, another empty netter. But it, this time it wasn't so close. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. It was a 4-1 game. And Utah, I mean, Oregon got a late goal to make it close. They pulled the goalie. And Utah easily scored once the empty net was uh, open.
1: Yeah, the thing that the thing that stuck out to me on the weekend was Utah on the power play, two of eight on Friday and two of seven on Saturday. Yeah, so you know that's that's the big thing. You know, they showed up, they took care of business, did what they had to do, and got out right. So
2: the other thing that uh, that stood out to me, and this is, I'm going to give a little shout out to some uh, some of the game officials. I mean, we they they don't get enough credit. The game officials. I mean, they already get you know, they get screamed at, whether it's by fans or by coaches or by players, (laughs) but they, they do a hell of a job and without them, we don't have games. So I'll just, that's my, that's my foundation. I think they do uh, even, even though you might think they're terrible, even if, even if you think they're great, I've, you know, I have nothing but respect for, for game officials. They do a great job. And without them, we do not have games period. End of story. Yep. These officials that are, uh, um, playing right now or that are uh, officiating games right now they're recognizing that there are teams that have something to play for later on in the season and so in the second oregon game there was a little kerfuffle down at the um, in one end of the ice and a couple of guys started trying to face wash one another with the masks the face mask and grabbing face mask and instead of You know, giving them a face mask and a DQ, they gave them either just a straight-up major or they gave them a major and a game so that it didn't disqualify them for later on. And so there's there's my shout-out to the guys. It's for some situational awareness in recognizing that some of these teams have a little bit more to play for. So don't just, you know, maybe in September, October, if guys are being idiots, you ding them with a DQ. But uh, now they're just giving them uh, majors in a game because they realize that some of these teams probably are going to go on to the national tournament.
1: Yep, and they're bigger picture, right?
2: Yep, yep. So, All right. Well, hey, there we go. Those are the – that Utah-Oregon series was the only non-conference series. And then after that, we had uh, three conference series. Central Oklahoma went up to the Jordan Valley Ice Park in Springfield, uh, Missouri. Yes, they did. Missouri State (laughs) always plays well at home. Except for Friday night.
1: So man. Yeah.
2: Seven to two was the big score there by UCO. UCO came ready to play.
1: Yes, they did. And five goals in the second period. Yeah. Holy moly.
2: Talk about breaking out a can, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean that yeah, that's two for seven on the power play, 43 shots for UCO, 19 for Missouri State. I mean, yeah, UCO came in and you know, they kind of was well, it was last weekend, right? Berryville, where they kind of you know, kind of floundered around a little bit. Yep. And then, uh, you know, they kind of got it to back together on that Saturday night game and, uh, you know, carried back over to Friday. So, yeah, whatever, whatever Coach Rivera said or did must have hit home, right?
2: And it got Missouri State's attention because the very next day it was the game that we expected the entire weekend to be. It was a four to three game, a four to three victory for UCO, but they had to score the game, the the winning goal late in the third period with about six, seven minutes to go in the game. Was so nice. It was a hell of a that Saturday night game was a, was a back and forth, great, great, great game. It was a hell of a yeah, game to watch.
1: It, yeah, and they you know, Missouri State showed some moxie there, you know. They fought back, you know, because they were what, down three? was that three to one or something like that, that they were down and, you know, they came back and tied it up Yep. and yeah, UCI had to score it late. So, you know, they showed some moxie there to, to fight back. You know, they could have laid down. You just got hammered seven to two and then you're down what three to one or three to nothing. Yeah.
2: yeah well, and then, and then look, look at the, the, the issue, you know, Missouri state still gave up a ton of power play opportunities to UCO, but they played so much better on Saturday than they did on Friday uh UCO only got one of those goals on the power play. Yeah, they were one for eight. Yeah. So uh, uh UCO goes into Jordan Valley and takes two off the uh Missouri State Ice Bears. And I Pluck. you know, I think you called for a split, didn't you?
1: I think I did. Yeah. 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 I don't remember. I gotta mark this down because I don't know if I trust your bookkeeping.
2: <laughs> well, no, you shouldn't. You uh, shouldn't. So it's suboptimal. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the theme tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so there there's. I mean, I thought Central Oklahoma uh, did well. Usually, uh, playing up there in Springfield is is uh, it's tough, and it's, it's a tough um, place to play. Yeah, it is. Especially in Central Oklahoma, historically, has a hard time playing there. So for them to come out with the weekend sweep and avoid the split or even getting swept themselves by Missouri State says an awful lot about uh, UCO. And, um, you know, especially that they uh, were able to persevere and, and win on that uh, Saturday night in that tough game. You know, you're giving credit to Missouri State, as as you should, for having, you know, you got the Keith te- teeth kicked in on Friday night and they came back and, you know, yep. played a hell of a game on Saturday. and. You know, UCO could have easily said, hey, we got what we wanted and uh, could, just could have left it at that with a Friday night dub, and instead they, uh, they persevered themselves. So there you go. All right. Anything yeah. else, Andrew?
1: Nope. I, that's all we got on that one.
2: All right. Moving on, Oklahoma. Andrew's former team went all the way up to Boulder, America to take on the Buffs at the CU Boulder Rec Center. And I tell you what – this was a good week in the games right there. I mean, wow, what a series. These two are evenly matched, aren't they?
1: Yeah, and they you know it's been like that for a long time that they've that they've matched up well together.
2: It really has. Friday night was a five to four victory in overtime for Colorado, followed by a one-to-nothing shutout victory by Oklahoma
1: yeah, on Saturday. That, you know, oh Friday night. Oh, you had them on the ropes, right? They're yeah. they, they were up three to nothing, and then here comes CU and and dug back in the, uh, you know, OU, you know, we beat them up all the time, but they were two for four in the power play, you know, good little special teams Friday night outing for them. Yeah, but but just fell fell a little short, right?
2: Fell a little short in in overtime, a three on three, um, and it was Adam Trunco who uh, returned to Colorado this semester. Um, graduated last year from uh, Colorado with his undergraduate degree, got himself a job. I don't think I'm telling any state secrets here. Adam uh, was able to get permission from his employer to re-enroll in school and pursue a graduate degree. And under ACHA rules, if he still has uh, eligibility, um, and he's attending the same school that he graduated from with his undergrad degree, he can still keep playing his Men's Division One eligibility Oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, so he was able to come back, and obviously he potted the, uh, the the game-winning goal there for the Buffs on Friday night, and the celebration was on.
1: Oh, yeah, and then and then how about just a fantastic game on Saturday, right?
2: I'm, you know, so I watched that game, and it was one of those weird deals because Oklahoma scored in the first period, and you know it's one of those deals where you're like, surely we're not going to go another period or another ten <laughs> minutes, and nobody's going to score. Right. We ended up going another 44 minutes almost without anybody scoring, and in you know Oklahoma had to hang on for dear life, including, including giving up a major power play.
1: They, uh, you know, they got outshot 48 to 30. OU did on Saturday.
2: Brendan but, is it Brendan Culbertson Bond? Is that the Culbertson name?
1: Culbertson Bond. Yeah. I just yep.
2: a lot of people say Culbertson Bond, uh, yep. thinking his first name is Culbertson, uh, but he played his tail off.
1: Yes, you know and the thing that the thing that sticks out here to me is, you know, we've we've kind of beat them up a few times this year, and he's saying you know they they've been in these games, but they've, they've they've given up a backbreaking goal at a bad time, right? And then the wheels fall off the bus, and and they end up losing the game, right? Yep. yep. And and here we are, fast forward. OU wins at one nothing. You know the goaltender stands on his head back there, and you know kudos to everybody involved.
2: Now, you know, here, here's, here, here's me, typical uh, craptastic podcast. I just gave credit to the officials for recognizing that people have something to play for. I'm going to say this. The officials in that Colorado game on Saturday did their darndest to give Colorado every chance to tie the game up. I think there were two late power plays, two or maybe three late power plays for Colorado in like the last that. five minutes of the game. And uh, Colorado could not capitalize. They had a lot of chances in Culbertson bond and the OU defense just played lights out. So, uh, you know, what, a yeah. that, that was a fun, that was a fun series to watch. That was yeah, a that, fun series to watch.
1: Yeah. And those two teams match up well together for whatever reason. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, like I said, kudos to all those guys involved for, for getting the shout out. You know, we've, we've beat them up enough this year that, you know, hats off.
2: Good, good for good for Oklahoma. Good for Colorado. That was a good competitive weekend for, for both of them. So, uh, yeah, what a, a split. And then, hey, the uh, the final conference series of the weekend was the U of A Wildcats, fresh off that five to two stomping at, at OceanSide, um, that they laid out on ASU. They traveled further up the highway to UNLV uh, to take on the Skating Rebels, and UNLV won both games on Friday night by a score of four to two. Saturday by a score of six to two.
1: Yeah, and, and neither game was really close, right? You yeah, know.
2: maybe for the first period, and then that was that was it.
1: Yeah, and then UNLV blew the doors open, and, and away they went, right?
2: They just come at you in waves. You know, yeah. the, the first period on, on on Friday night, I remember it was tied, like one-to-one, two-to-two, that sort of thing. And you're like, woo, we got ourselves a heavyweight fight here. You know, guys just trading blows. And then UNLV's depth and you know speed just ended up killing. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and the and the thing here, ninety-three shots on goal oof, for the week oof. for the weekend for UNLV, right? Oof, I mean yeah. I mean that's and U of A is not a swatch of a team. You know, they've they've historically played good defensive hockey, right? Yep, yep, and yep. and to fired ninety-three shots at those guys over two games. That's that's a lot, you know?
2: Hey, it goes to show the talent that UNLV has. They've got speed, they've got talent, they've got some great goaltending with Landon Pavlison. And uh, yeah, U of A is going to if, right now. They're going to nationals, and yep. as you said, they put a, almost a hundred shots. UNLV did on a, a team that's going to nationals. That's uh, that's no, no easy task. No, not an easy
1: task at all, right?
2: Yeah. So uh, props to UNLV. They've you know scored a lot of power play goals, especially on uh, Saturday. They did when they opened up a big uh, can. I think they had what three power play yeah, goals.
1: Three, three of five on the power play. Yeah,
2: and then uh, I, I th- this name stands out to me for uh, just because it it does not sound like a hockey name, but huh. Mat- Matias Del Monte <laughs> um, had a couple of goals on uh, on Saturday, and uh, once again, here's where I give the credit to the officials. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to give credit to the officials, but I'm not going to give credit to the officials. They they gave out a couple of game misconducts when they easily could have given out some. Uh, uh, some harsher penalties, yeah you know that i watched i watched both games uh but it, i you know wasn't glued to it like I was with the uh, Missouri state or with the uh Colorado games but i I had it on because there was some other there was another event that was going on at the same time I had going on the on the radio and um there were some there were some questionable hits you know, late, um, in the game where, uh, some U of A guys got flattened out up against the boards and, you know, uh, you know, they gave, there's, there's a couple of folks that got a, you know, a roughing major with the game. You could have, you could have given, you know, depending on how the severity of the hit, I guess it's arguable. You could have given them a little bit more, but, uh. Man, what a physical, UNLV just came out and they skated and they're, they're, they're a good team. Um, yep. you know, are they chippy? Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, chippy. But Hey, that
1: that's part of being on top, right?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, right? So, uh, that's, uh, you, you, you've, you're, you, you can do it. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing very, very well right now. So anyways, you have a, uh, takes two L's up there in Las Vegas and Andrew to make matters worse. They took another L on the way home. Oh, boy. Bus blew a tire. Oh, that's dangerous. Somewhere between Las Vegas and Flagstaff, and they sat on the side of the road for a couple of extra hours. A six-hour road trip, um, a six-hour drive home uh, ended up being like an eight- or a nine-hour drive home. It it could have been worse. um, Uh, Yeah, blew a
1: tire. That's dangerous.
2: That's dangerous stuff, especially in the middle of the night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have been there on the side of the road with a bus with a oh uh trailer. Yeah. That's messed up. And yeah, it's it's not a good feeling when semis and cars are whizzing by at 80, eighty 85, 90 miles an hour, right? Yeah. Sitting duck there. Yeah, it's it's an uneasy feeling for sure.
2: Yeah, no fun. No fun. Especially in the middle of the night after, you know, not taking a four goal beating. Yeah, that that couldn't have been very fun.
1: No, not
2: not at all. Anyways. All right, so there we go. Um, you know, U of A wins a game at ASU. They lose two at UNLV. Utah takes two out of Oregon. Oklahoma and Colorado split. Central Oklahoma takes two from Missouri State. That's the week that was. Andrew, anything else you need to, uh, you want to add before we uh, hit a horn and get us uh, out of here, or at least hit a horn? We're not going to get out of here yet. We've got to come back and talk more junk. Remember, I have to, yeah, I have to crap on Division Two, right? That's right,
1: that's right. We can't wait. We're sitting <laughs> on the edge of our seats. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right, you ready?
2: I'm ready. Here we go. All
0: right, we got time for a few questions here. We got a plane to catch. Johnny, another tough loss for the club. Fans throwing their jerseys on the ice. Tell us what went wrong out there. We got to have four lines banging, banging bodies all night long, uh, in pox out. Keeping it simple. Mike, this loss puts you guys in the last place in the West. The coach's job is on the line. What's the solution here? Well, you know, we can start by staying out of the box. You know, play a disciplined game out there. Pretty simple stuff. Uh, but we're frustrated here right now. We're a frustrated bunch. Uh, you know, it's too bad that uh, that someone's got to wear it, and it's usually the coach. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's up to uh, the guys in this room to uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and uh, win some hockey games.
2: Johnny, you were recently photographed in a Florida strip club storing cocaine off a uh, transvestite prostitute's breasts. What's the story there? Four lines. Four lines. Four lines. cocaine? Okay.
0: You gotta have, like I said, four lines banging all night long, banging bodies, uh, doing the little things right. Mike, where does your—this um, is off topic, I know—but uh, where does your sexual preference tends towards men? Um, would you like to speak to that? No, you can't always be in the box, you know. You can't spend all your time in the box. It's like I said, uh, you know, this game is all about uh, finding those holes, one way or another. You know, finding those pockets out there. So, you know, we got to uh, just keep working hard, get uh, get pucks deep, get pucks in the net, and uh, you know, win some hockey games. Johnny, true you admitted yourself to a Colorado hospital with a gerbil inside your anal cavity. Well, you gotta get it out right. Uh, you gotta clear your own zone. Uh, you get in trouble, you gotta get those pucks high hard off the glass. Mike, rumor is that there's a sexually transmitted fungal infection going on amongst the coaching staff. Who's to blame for that? Ultimately, it's on the players. Uh, ultimately, it's on the guys in this room it's where it starts. Uh, it's like I said, you know, it's too bad that somebody's got to wear it. It's usually the coach, but, uh, you know, we got a good group of guys in this room, a group of guys who likes to bounce back after something like that. So, uh, you know, ultimately, it's on the players to uh, get pucks deep. Get pucks deep. Get pucks in the net. Get pucks in the net. And, uh... And win some hockey games.
2: Thanks, Mike. You bet.
1: Hey, as
2: they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey, Chancellor Upper Andrew. I got to say something. Those Letterkenny guys, God bless them.
1: Oh man, I had to, I had to mute my uh, microphone here. I muted your
2: microphone for a little bit too. I was holy smoke. I was muting myself. I, I mean, I, we number one, we need to get some new clips from Letterkenny, Kenny. But we also, I wish uh. we could get clips from that sh- from his hockey show, Shorzy. Yeah, but we would have to beep every single word because they're always yes. talking about somebody's mother. Yes. Yeah, and so, uh, anyways, I, I always get a kick out of that, and uh, oh, so I I, I appreciate everybody's patience. I always <laughs> the, the the double entendres, uh, what what just what great writing. Oh you man, know, I I wish the one the one clip I wish we could that translated better to this uh, incredibly terrible podcast was from the very first episode of the first season where uh, the two boys, you know, drive up and they, you know, they they want to fight yes. uh, wayne and and and, and uh all the other guys. and all the guys yep. yeah and you know tarps off yeah. and, and, and and then and then wayne and those guys they just start giving it to them <laughs> <laughs> you know hey, did you I, I forget what it was but i mean basically calling uh, them little boys yeah <laughs> yes. and uh, oh, i just wish we could use it but it doesn't translate very well to wi- without uh, the visual music medium uh anyways it's uh god bless the letter kenny guys
1: that is quality right there
2: yes yes did you realize i didn't realize this i mean there's an awful lot of obviously we know that uh the guy that does uh, that plays Wayne, and he plays Shorzy. What's his name? God, I'm gonna. I'm, it's uh, uh, Jared Kiso. I was gonna say Kiso, but I couldn't remember the first name. Um, Jared, obviously, he had a junior career, and he can actually skate. But also, the guy that plays one of the uh, I don't know if it's Jonesy or the other guy. I think it's Jonesy. Um, uh, Dylan Playfair, he uh, he skates as well, and he you know he had a little minor hockey career. So it's true hockey guys, unlike this podcast, real hockey guys, yeah,
1: real hockey guys, huh? yeah that
2: uh, that that are that are doing okay. So
1: they real hockey guys, they have fame and fortune
2: <laughs> and chicks.
1: Non hockey guys, here we are on a Thursday night <laughs> talking to each other. <laughs> uh,
2: you got eleven, Andrew. The WCHL standings are in at least through uh, February 11th, Central Oklahoma is still on top with uh, by three points over UNLV. UNLV has a game in hand, but they're making it up tonight. So after tonight, uh, UNLV and Central Oklahoma will be tied in terms of games played, and um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Central Oklahoma has 45 points. UNLV has 42. Utah is done for the season. They have 29 points. Arizona State and Arizona are tied in uh, for fourth place with 27 points. Uh, Arizona State has four games left, whereas U of A only has two. Uh, Grand Canyon and uh, Missouri State are tied for sixth place with 20 points each. And then Colorado State has 19, Colorado 17, Oklahoma has nine. So there we go.
1: Something's going to have to give at the top there. You Something's they're gonna, something they're here, deadlocked.
2: here. You know what? Hold on, hold on. I think we're going to try to do... Let's do a live look in right now because UNLV and Grand Canyon are playing right now, Andrew. This is a continuation from the game on uh, sat, uh, that was played on Sunday, December 4th at like noon or one in the afternoon at Grand Canyon. There was a rainstorm that went through the Phoenix area and it messed with all of the uh, inner workings of the AZ Ice Arcadia, which is where the game was held, and it created a fog issue uh, on the ice to the point where players could not see the puck. Huh. And also because of that, uh, the Zamboni room flooded because they could not... Um, well, there's water restrictions in usage, and so you know the the, the snow wasn't melting. Huh. So the see, we had fog on the ice, and then off the ice we had a Zam room that was uh, just full. So they're playing. Oh, look at this! We, I mean, I just totally screwed that up. <laughs> I could have, I could have. Uh, anyways, here, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle back here for a second. Um, this is that game was suspended in the first period. UNLV was leading one to nothing. Uh, with 12 19 to go in the first grand canyon was just awarded a power play when the officials called the uh, halt to the game uh, due to unsafe playing conditions and tonight that game is being made up and right now as we speak andrew let's do a live look in let's see if i can't hear anything Whoop! here i probably ought to there we go having a face-off there's 210 left in the second period it's a 5-on-3 for UNLV with 30 Set seconds. back down nicely. Yes. By nice. this
0: slopes 5-on-3 defensive.
2: Oh, boy. Core, if you will. Yes, if we will.
0: <laughs> Lopes have played this 5-on-3 better than they played 5-on-5s five at points here tonight.
2: Uh-oh. Wow. Ooh, Keenan.
0: Steps into him there. Doesn't allow him to get around. Rebels find the puck, though. Strong at the point. He'll captain it here in the last 16 of the 5-on-3. trotter now. Playing top. Oops! are working 2-1 here, that shot, high and wide, that one on in! Off the boards, and right to the stick of a Rebels player, and Riley Morgan couldn't get down fast enough.
2: That's what she said couldn't get down fast <laughs> enough yikes I don't I don't know if you I don't know Andrew if you heard uh, what just happened unLV scored on the power play they are now leading with 129 left in the second period UNLV is now leading Grand Canyon four to one Ooh. so uh, we're going to come up on predictions here pretty quickly I want you to take that score into consideration and what that means if this score holds uh, true to form after tonight Central Oklahoma and UNLV will be tied Atop the WCHL standings with six, 15 wins each, one loss, um, forty-five points earned. So, oh. yeah,
1: going to be interesting.
2: Gonna be interesting, and then we that gets us to uh, what whatever the tiebreaker is for the WCHL purposes, and we look at you know head-to-head games, head-to-head results. They played, uh, you know, a, a, earlier this season in a one-off on a Sunday. Up in uh, Denver, Colorado, but it was not a uh, was not a conference game. It was a non conference game, and this was after Colorado, uh UCO I think played two games in uh, in Fort Collins, yep. And this was after UNLV got through playing uh, getting waxed by University of Denver like eleven to nothing or something like that. And uh, UNLV ended up winning that game, but it was a non conference game, so that doesn't that's not that doesn't factor into the tiebreaker. Then we look at uh, you know wins losses uh, you know uh, in, in you know from head, uh, not head, not I'm, I'm saying this wrong you know what hell I'm just going to look it up while we're talking here. <laughs> that'll be so much easier than me trying to BS my way through it oh well, hey, hey A- Andrew since uh, since we've been uh, since I've been losing my mind here UNLV has scored again it's now five to one with fifty three seconds left to go in the second period Oof. yeah I know woof is right. All right, here, let me go. I have it right here, Western Collegiate Hockey League. Um, okay, so the regular season champion, according to our bylaws, it's, uh, goes, it, it's broken down. The tiebreaker goes like this. Most league wins is the first tiebreaker. Well, if they're tied right now, they'd right now they be tied at 15 each. And then we look at head-to-head win-loss record, uh, total league points in head-to-head games. Again, they did not play in the league, so there are no league points. Then we look at head-to-head goal differential in league games. Again, they did not play head-to-head, so that doesn't count. Then we go to straight goal differential in all WCHL regular season games. And then if they're still tied after that, we go to a coin flip. Right now, Central Oklahoma has the lead in terms of goal differential. They have, um, and that's not counting the game that's going on right now but we can easily do that central oklahoma has a goal differential they have 81 4 29 against so that's a goal differential of 52 and UNLV you know, right now taking into the five to one account the five to one score at the end of two that's they're playing right now it's that'd be 75 to 28 so what's that that's 40 47 42 i think forty. 70 minus 28, uh, 75 minus 28. Yeah, that's right. 47. Yeah. There we go. So, uh, a five goal differential there. A five, that's how close this is going to be. How so about that? yeah, play all,
1: play all these games and it comes down to five goals, right? Well, yeah.
2: And the reality is it's going to come down to, uh, um, I mean, this is this is for the auto bid, right? Who cares about the the championship? It's the auto bid that goes to nationals. Both teams are going, but you want to secure your spot. And... So there it is.
1: But but both teams have to take care of business the rest of the season too, right?
2: They, they do, they do. And here we go because uh, UNLV after tonight's game, they go tomorrow. They're playing at Arizona State. Taking on the uh, uh, the the Sun Devils at Oceanside Ice Arena, Andrew. What do you think is going to happen there? UNLV is beating Grand Canyon five to one right now with twenty minutes left. What do you think they're going to do against ASU Friday, Saturday? Uh, yeah,
1: uh, you know what? There's a lot of line here, so I am going to say they're going to show up, and I think they're going to take the weekend. UNLV will.
2: There we go. A UNLV sweep. Oklahoma goes on the road to play at Alabama in a non-conference series. What do you think is going to happen there, Andrew? Uh,
1: you know what? OU plays good against Bama. I could see them sweeping out there.
2: You know, I –
1: they're, they're two evenly matched teams again right but,
2: yeah they are I, I was just gonna try to figure out a way to rag on Alabama but I haven't been there and I'm gonna have to drive through there in a, about a month and a half so I don't want to get busted uh, yeah. you know for you don't, know, saying bad things I don't want to bring any bad juju on me
1: don't use your credit card while you're there
2: how about that <laughs> we, we you, you might get lifted the numbers might get lifted
1: uh. All I can say is I bought a lot of flowers for some lady that's living in a trailer park in in the outskirts of Alabama. That's all I can say.
2: Colorado is traveling down to Edmond, Oklahoma to take on UCO at the Arctic Edge Ice Arena. Colorado uh, coming off a a split with um, uh, OU, Central Oklahoma coming off a sweep at Missouri State. Who who wins there? You
1: know what? I think we're still going to have a... Uh juggernaut at the top. I think uh, UCO is going to sweep the weekend here.
2: There you go. UCO is going to sweep Colorado. And then the last series, Colorado State, they've been off for like a month and a half, it seems. Um, yes. They had some games scheduled against Iowa State. Obviously, Iowa State's not playing this week. Um, Colorado State is going to Missouri State to take on the uh, Ice Bears at the Jordan Valley Ice Park. What do you think? CSU at MSU. I'm going to say a split. Woo, look at you. All right, Andrew. And again, you're going out on a limb and saying that tonight UNLV is probably going to win the Grand Canyon game.
1: Yeah. Let's circle back in in twenty minutes, and we'll 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 make that prediction.
2: <laughs> it's five to one right now. Yeah, I think UNLV is going to take care of it. Yeah,
1: I think we know what's happening there.
2: Right? All right, so UNLV is going to take care of Grand Canyon uh, probably long before this podcast ends. Um, yeah. Oklahoma will sweep at Alabama in non-conference action, and then you said uh, UNLV would sweep at ASU, UCO would sweep at home against Colorado and Colorado State, and Missouri State will split in Spring yeah. Vegas.
1: Good predictions, right there.
2: Uh, take it to the bank, right? If only we had sports betting available uh, here in the WCHL. I know, I know. You can probably—I don't—you don't have sports betting in Colorado or Missouri, do you? You probably do in Arizona. I, well, I don't know. I know you do in Vegas.
1: The only thing we need to get going is the penny YouTube comments on these games.
2: <laughs>
1: That's all we got to get going.
2: We we need to that that the kid that did that for uh, for Colorado has graduated in uh I think his name if I remember right his name was Mitch. He was uh and what what a what a guy that that guy was. He was yeah, I loved giving him a penny here and there for those Venmo yes. comments.
1: Yes. How mm. about that? That was, that fun, was fun, 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 fun. That was great.
2: All right, Andrew, this is the point of the podcast where we talk about uh, jibber-jabber uh, more so than we already have. I
1: was going to say, this thing's already off the rails. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Holy moly. Hey, it started with that terrible Jesus Christ superstar that delayed <laughs> us for a whole day. Uh, uh, all right, where do, where do you, do you have anything to start with or do you want me to go?
1: I'll let you go. It sounds like you have a uh, lined up for us.
2: Uh, uh, earlier, I mentioned that uh, Wednesday was a busy day in the ACHA Men's Division One. The rankings were announced at high noon Eastern Time, and then later in the afternoon, the ACHA finally, 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 Andrew, finally released the team rosters for Team United States and Team Canada that are going to participate in the World Cup of University Hockey in April in Sexy Carta, Romania. Mm. Uh And there's some some good representation from the Western Collegiate Hockey League on there. Starting with uh, Team US, there are two players from Arizona, two players from UCO, and one player from UNLV on the roster. The uh, UNLV player is goaltender Landon Pavlison. The uh, two guys from UCO, there's uh, defenseman Jackson Bombardier and then a forward Austin Simpson. And the two guys from U of A, forwards uh, Br- Brody Selman and Jesse Lowell, just what we talked about, 18 and 20.
1: Yep, imagine that,
2: right? Yeah, so five guys from the Western League are on the U.S. team, and then we have uh, four guys from the uh, Western League are on the uh, t- ACHA men's team Canada. There's uh, goaltender Zach Wixon from UNLV. There's a uh, defenseman, J.C. Dubeki from uh, UCO. And then there's a, uh, a defenseman, Robert McCollum from UNLV, and a forward, Josh Olson, number 91, from Missouri State. Yeah. So how about, UNLV how about has Josh. two players. UCO has one. Missouri State has one. Go for it, Andrew.
1: That, how about Josh Olson's hometown?
2: <laughs> Let's see it. Salmon
1: arm British Columbia. Yeah. Holy moly.
2: How about I'm this?
1: From, I'm from Sam Arm, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Quit it. How great is that?
2: The ACHA and all of its wisdom, they need to fire their communications guy because he's ah. just awful. Besides putting out rankings a minute or two late, he totally missed um, the, the province that Portage La Prairie is in. It listed it as Alberta when it's clearly in Manitoba. Oh. Yes. So, uh, anyways, the, the I think the overriding uh, th- all of these rosters are available on the ACHA website. Uh, if you want to see the full team roster, twenty three players on both teams. The va- I think it's fair to say Andrew, the vast majority of the players on both rosters will be coming from Minot State, Liberty, Adrian, and Ohio.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sounds about right, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I think now, if you look at Team Canada, let's just go through Team Canada from Minot. There's one, two, three, four, five. Five from Minot. Uh, From Liberty, there's one. Is there only? Oh, no, there's there's two. Two from uh, Liberty. From Ohio, there's one, two. There's two from Ohio. And then what was the other one we said? Oh, Adrian. Uh,
1: I think there's four from Adrian.
2: One, two, three, four from Adrian. So that's... So what did I say? There was five, four, two, and two. That's yeah. nine. It's eight. I got to carry the six. Okay, <laughs> that's what. Take, that's thirteen out of twenty-three players from take, four take schools.
1: Sho- take your shoes off so you can.
2: Yeah, uh, over on that's on Team Canada. Over on the U.S. team. Uh, from Adrian, there's one, two, three, four. There's four from Adrian. So
1: that's eight from Adrian?
2: <laughs> yeah, eight total from Adrian. From Minot, there's two, 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 one, two, oh, only two from Minot. So from, so six Minot? S- six, uh, uh, no, seven, seven. Seven Minot. Seven, yeah. Uh, from Liberty, there's a one, a two, a three, a four, a five. So that's a total of seven from Liberty. And then what was the one we said from, oh, Ohio only has one. So Ohio yeah. has three players and Then there's total.
1: Adrian is uh, what, one, two, where do Adrian,
2: three? A- Adrian has two, I think. Four? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right, four, 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 four.
1: Yeah, four. so eight from Adrian total, so yeah. Yeah.
2: So How about that? again, five, four, two, and one. So here that's three, seven, 12. So 12 out of, 13, out of 23 players come from four schools. So, you know, then if you want to get super technical, 12 and 13 is 25 out of 48. So that's more than half of the player rosters are coming from four schools, which, hey, come on. I mean, they're, they're deserving. Uh, Those are, those are big name teams. They're in the top 10. They're
1: they're the top dogs.
2: They are. So it's good that uh, us peons in the Western league were able to get some representation on the Adrian Minot Liberty, Ohio teams that are going (laughs) to Romania. So uh, yeah, very very nice. How about this, Andrew? That stood out to me. All three goaltenders from Canada come from Calgary, Alberta, the Stampede yeah. City.
1: We we know a gold. We know a goaltender from Calgary, Alberta.
2: We know a couple of goaltenders, but most yeah. importantly, we know Louis Liben. So hello right. to what do we? What do I always call him? Lady, <laughs> ladies love Louis Liben. So was that L L L L. Yeah. Ladies love Lewis living. I always got a kick out of Lewis and uh, hope he's doing well. Lewis, if you're listening to the podcast in Calgary, I'm so very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we, we hope that he does well and that his family's doing great up there in Calgary. Probably still, they're probably at a flames game right now. If you were to ask me. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: The other thing that was wild, um, well, there was a change in terms of, uh, assistant coaches, uh, Michael Joseph was originally named as an assistant coach for Team Canada, and he's been, uh, he, I guess he could not uh, fulfill the commitment due to some personal issues. So, uh, and, and nothing major, it's just, I guess he couldn't go. So, uh, Jeff Boperlon from uh, the head coach at Westchester University is going to step in and help out Jeremy Law and Mike Petruzma on the uh, Canada coaching staff. Uh, Mike Rivera from UCO is still going as part of the ACHA Team USA staff, along with Gary Estalos, the head coach from Adrian. He'll be the head coach. And then uh, Frank DiCristofaro, the head coach at Indiana Tech, he'll uh, be assisting along with Mike. So I get, we should have counted Mike in the, uh, you know, we w- Mike for UCO is another UCO, another Western guy. Yeah, of course. Jeremy Law. An, yeah, of course, Jeremy Law, another Western League guy. And uh, but we got another Adrian guy with uh, Gary Stallo, so uh, <laughs> yeah, st- still an Adrian Liberty Ohio Minot State team. So, anyways, it's it was good to uh, finally release those and get those out into the uh, wild, so that everybody can uh, chew and complain and and specifically Andrew, there was a there was a complaint online huh. from someone who he was he's a Division two goaltender at uh, DePaul. And, uh, yeah, he was upset that there were no Division Two players on this team.
1: Wow. Yeah. Go figure. go figure.
2: Yeah. Well, sorry to have disappointed him, but, uh, you know, them's the breaks. I'm sure on the D2 Select team that gets to go to some Eastern European Slavic country next year, he can uh, brag on the fact that there are no Division I players on the team. Yeah. Uh, maybe, they so. should,
1: maybe they should complain about that.
2: Yeah, well, hey whatever. So how about that? Yeah.
1: No division two players on the roster. Yeah.
2: It's
1: cause we're there to win.
2: <laughs> yeah, really. You know, and if the, uh, if, if the ACHA communications guy had his uh, acting gear, he would be able to tell you who's playing in what pool, you know, USA is playing in pool. A Canada is playing in pool. B, Uh, Canada is playing, I think with the Czech Republic and somebody else, I think USA is playing with Romania and Hungary and somebody else, Sweden, I think, but, uh, that communications guy, he's terrible. So they need to fire his butt right now. Put us out of our misery, please. Suboptimal. Get some better comms. Okay. (laughs) Um, so anyways, that division two guy complained and that's a good transition to me, Andrew, because I had some complaints about division two.
1: Oh, let's hear it! Let's hear it! We've all been sitting here waiting.
2: You know, whatever I said, I was going to crap on them. Uh, the Division two put out their final rankings um, on Tuesday. The Division two does things differently. Division one for nationals just gets the top twenty teams and brings them to uh, uh, the the site, and it's a one and done tournament. Division two does pool play, uh, and they do regionals, and it's kind of a funky thing. They do they have four regions. The they, they rank like the top 20 in each region, but in their final ranking, number one and number two get an automatic bid to go to nationals and numbers three through 14 have to go to a regional where they'll play a one and done style tournament. And the winners of that one and done style tournament will basically uh, will win a bid to go to nationals for division two. So, there are uh, 16 teams from division two that will go four from each region the top two in each region get an automatic bid the neck the teams three and four from that region they win their way in by winning regionals
1: mm.
2: and yeah I mean it's already confusing isn't it yeah Geez. well in division two uh, this is just me okay little inside little inside baseball here um, ACHA women's division one, Rankings come out every Tuesday like clockwork, 6 o'clock. Um, 6 o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock, uh, 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, it's around there. It comes out like clockwork. ACHA Men's Division One comes out like clockwork Wednesday at noon. ACHA Division II, eh, eh, it's supposed to be noon on Thursday. Sometimes it can be 7. <laughs> Sometimes it can be 5. Sometimes it can be 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> this week it was on Tuesday. It wasn't nice. even Thursday. So, uh, so anyways, and they, they, they do something that I think is funky. Um, I never understood it. It's a, this is a personal uh, a thing of mine. They do these reveal videos. Oh, I know. And it, so it's, you know, it's a minute and a half or it's a two minute long video where, you know, it, it shows your team logo when it says number one, Andrew Major Curth State. Mm. number two, Perry university, you know, and I'm like, nobody wants to sit through a minute and a half to figure out where they are. Just put the damn ranking up there. Right. You know, we're, we're supposed to be hockey guys. Um, just put the damn ranking up there and tell us who we're playing. That's what, that's all we want to know. Yeah. yeah. What time, who, who are we playing? What time and where
1: we don't need the dramatics, right?
2: So these reveal videos just, I, I I don't get it. I you know, I hope I guess there's a mom or a dad out there that enjoys them more than anything, but uh whatever. So yeah. uh and so that that's that's my own personal little uh, peccadillo. And then uh the other thing is I guess I'm still waiting to see now that we have the final rankings and we know who's going to regionals, I would sure like to know who's playing where and what regional, you know, who's what the matchups are. We just ran through what our division 1 matchups would be if rankings if if nationals were going to happen this week yep it's still a mystery um for the division two folks so uh it's just weird
1: yeah yeah it, there's a lot of teams over there but yeah it's it's weird right
2: it is and you know the other thing here's here's one last thing and then i'll get off my uh my my soapbox where i kind of give it to division two division two is always 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 saying why doesn't division one go to pool play Pool play is so much better than one and done, and you know if you've ever been to the ACHA Nationals, if you've ever watched it, you know that's number one. That's not the case. Yeah, um, it's it's Division One is the uh, it's you know it's supposed to be the highest level of, of hockey. It's not knocking Division Two because there are some great teams at Division II. So that DePaul goalie, he can, you know, calm down on his, uh, you know, email complaints or whatever, Twitter complaints. There are some great teams at men's Division Two, yes. But the one-and-done format means when you're playing, you better bring it or else you're going home.
1: Yeah, and it makes for some great hockey games.
2: Excellent hockey games. Excellent hockey games and uh there's no mulligan there's no oh hey we we came out flat on you know day one but we have a chance on day two or three to come back you know none of that bs so anyways we constantly we hear it every single year why doesn't division one play pool play at nationals oh you travel all that way you ought to get to play more than one game nope
1: that's the cost of admission
2: you know what hey if pool play is so awesome why don't the division two folks do that for regionals. Why you know, why don't they do pool play for their own regionals? If if the pool play is so awesome, why don't the division 2 folks do it for their conference playoffs? Why is it that one and done is good for you during the conference playoff and it's good for you during your regional but it's not you know, for, you, you, you complain, I'm not complaining about pool play at all. I'm saying, why is it, why is the one and done format good for you for two out of your three instances? But for us at division one, it's not good for the one time we do use it. Um, yeah.
1: What, you know, what
2: gives that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you, why is it so bad when you use it for two out of your three opportunities uh, to, when you have a, a, a playoff system? So I just don't get it. I, yeah. I, I don't yeah, get it. I don't wanna, need to get it.
1: One and done, big boy hockey. Isn't
2: that bring the truth? It
1: or, bring it or go home, right? It's cost big of boy hockey for you.
2: Bring your best. Bring your best, and uh, yeah, there we go. All right, Andrew. Um, what, what else? I've exhausted my. Unless you <laughs> want to hear some, uh, you know, theater critique or uh, some ice cream analysis, um, I've pretty much exhausted. You know what? What I'm here for.
1: You know what? I am pretty boring. I don't have a whole lot going on this week the uh i am like i said i'm pretty boring all i've done is work
2: so, oh wow all you've done is work wow very yeah good.
1: yeah that is all i've done
2: all right well very good well let's uh let's get out of here i will say this andrew that uh i love candy um uh ice cream that we talked about last week from bluebell if you oh, can find it man store it, oh, it. it's it's excellent oh,
1: so quit what it did, what did, what did my wife get or is it you telling me about the Fruity Pebbles?
2: That's this... I love candy. That's what I'm talking about. It's incredible. So she,
1: so she got something. Yeah. And I immediately thought about you. It was some kind of tie eyed bluebell, something. And I looked at that and I was like, oh, did you get that from Perry's house?
2: <laughs> 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 like, uh, like, oh. The, the answer yeah, would be but, no, because I have all of my ice cream under lock and key and I've labeled it mine.
1: Oh, yeah. It looked... I saw that and I was like, uh, you've been at Perry's house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no, it's uh, it, it's it's very good. And despite what you're saying, Andrew, folks, if you're out there listening to Andrew's ice cream critiques, um, look, look at him, look at me. You know who knows his ice cream and who doesn't?
1: Buttered pecan. <laughs> what? A, what? Uh, chocolate Chocolate chip cookie dough.
2: Uh-huh. That's it. That's it. Come on. You're the one who tried to tell me some creamy jalapeno- you know, oh, no. uh, yeah, well,
1: that was good. What was that?
2: Oh, that was terrible is what that was with pistachios no, it, or something. Some God awful thing.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It was, that was good. I don't remember what it was, it but was, that was good. It was
2: not good. It was not good. It, it, you know, that was the one time when I said this ice cream sucks, it's going in the, no, it's no, going it in was, the sink.
1: It was, it was unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: unbelievable. So the only other question I've got for you tonight, oh, is, boy. you know, our, our favorite little band that we, that we like to listen to our, Our friends from Sweden. Yes. They're going to be close to us here coming up pretty soon.
2: They're going on a tour, a U.S. tour in August and September. It's a doing, they're doing sheds, outdoor amphitheaters. Andrew, I cannot imagine a hotter place to play in August or September than the oh. state of Texas outdoors.
1: Oh, guys, I was thinking about that. And I was like, Mm-mm-mm.
2: you know what I love? We're talking about the band Ghost. Um, we, we, we know we're, uh, tangentially, we know a couple of the guys that might be in it, but they're nameless. They sure remain nameless.
1: Yeah, we don't know who they are.
2: That's right. Technically, we, yes, we don't know who we, who they are. We don't know who we are. Um. But yeah, they're, so the tour gets announced, um, doing August and September, starting in the Western United States, uh, heading over to the East, and then they'll loop back to and they'll end up in Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, they're coming close by, and I've uh, I've I've talked with a, a couple to say, hey, you know, maybe we'll we can hit it up here. But Andrew,
1: could you imagine how hot that's going to be with that many people?
2: Oh, outside, oh. they're touring I- now. They're touring. With a band, with a, with a great band called Amon Armarth. I God, I'm saying that wrong. It's Eamon Amarth. Um, and former Arizona State head coach Tate Green busted my balls one day. He was like, "Chris, <laughs> you're talking ghosts, but if you're a true heavy metal fan, you have gotta love Eamon Amarth." And uh, I was like, "Hey, I dig them. You know, they're okay. You know, in much respect, if you know, if you even know their name, yeah." Um and I can't believe they're opening for Ghost, but uh boy the idea of sweating with a oh. whole bunch of knucklehead metalheads.
1: I was I was so excited about that tour coming out. Yeah. And then I, I pulled up the thing and I was like, ooh, they're gonna be close to us. Outside, I (laughs) don't know about that
2: one. Yeah, yeah. I was looking, like they're even playing uh, up in St. Louis at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, which is right next to the Centene Community Ice Center, which was where Nationals was last year, where Nationals will be next year. I was thinking, oh, hey, Fiddler's Green Mm -hmm. in Denver, Um, the USANA Amphitheater in Salt Lake. We can go up to the uh, rink up there, but uh, it's still going to be August. It's still going to be September. It's still going to be outdoors.
1: Oh yeah, could you imagine?
2: No, I can't. So Mm-mm. uh well, and I can't
1: believe they're going to Utah to play either, by the way. Well,
2: you know, there's some headbangers in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they might even be skating headbangers. You never know. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, we'll have to see. The uh it's the re-imperator tour uh from the from the band Ghost. And uh yeah, they're getting a little poppy. Um, I, I kind of miss seeing them in their old club days, uh, mm-hmm. where you can reach out and touch them, but, uh, you know, now they've, they've hit it big and they're enjoying some success and, uh, they still, they still, uh, they still, uh, put up with some peons like, uh, like big sugar and white ninja here. So That's right. every now and then they'll, so yeah, we, we, if we, we might, I'll have to put the word out there to, uh, Mr. Nameless again and see if he can't help us out and sneak yeah. us in. Sneak us oh. in for a show or two,
1: but still, oh, outside. Yeah, oh. you would. Well, uh, may,
2: maybe, maybe if he helps us, we can get into like a uh, special air conditioned, or or there might even be a fan next to us.
1: You know what we could do? You know those soccer moms? They sell those little tents for the soccer moms, so they don't get stuck out in the rain and all that. <laughs> you know, those so things where you walk in and it inflates, and then you zip it, and you can stay out of the elements and all that. Yeah. Maybe we could get that, and you know, get some kind of portable AC unit to blow cold <laughs> air into it, so we could we could stand in these pods while this is going on.
2: They they would stop the show and make fun of us, Andrew. Oh no doubt, they would stop the show and make fun of us. We would be the two oldest farts at the show. Uh. Oh, somebody get the two grandpas over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. a, a <laughs> wheelchair with fans get, on it. Get, 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 them, get them
1: out of their pods and get them out of here.
2: <laughs> Insane. Oh man. Oh, uh, anyway, so uh, so yeah, that, that's I, I saw that too, and I was uh, very interested. in uh, yeah,
1: interested s- until it was outside.
2: We have Ram, we Ram, have Ram. some time. We have some time, and I think we can. Uh, like I said, we can lean on Mister Nameless and help us out. So, Andrew, let's do this really quick. Um, Jeez, it's the third period with 12-10. Let's have a live look in. It's Arizona Ice Arcadia. Keen play-by-play commentary here. Huh. I think the guy has fallen down.
1: (laughs) It's it's breathtaking, his
2: uh, description of the the
1: game.
2: Oh, here we go. He's alive.
0: Actually, on the Rebels... Huh. Coincidental miners, maybe, but it's five on four still.
2: Keen analysis there, Andrew. Jeez. Somebody
1: might put a mirror under his nose and see if he's still breathing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, it is six to one UNLV with eleven six, f- uh, fifty-six in the third period.
1: All right, I'll make my final prediction. UNLV is
2: on the power play right now with a They have a minute-long power play left. Yes, yeah, six to one. Tell me, Andrew, what is your I guess prediction? We'll-
1: I guess we'll go UNLV for my final prediction tonight.
2: <laughs> what a easy layup that is, huh? <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, hey, hold on. I can't. I can't resist. Let's let's see. There's another stoppage in play with 11:41 left. Let's see if this guy's still talking. Nope. Wow. Ambient shots. 28-19 favor
0: the rebels here tonight.
2: Oh, well, there you go. He is alive.
0: Five of six from Golden.
2: Five of six from Golden. Wow. All right. Well, Andrew, there mm. you go. So, uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, you know what they would say in, uh, in, in uh, not journalism terms, but in uh, politically correct terms, that play by play guy is being very economical with his words.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes. he's, yeah. He's no Walter Cronkite, is he?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Anyways, uh, hey, that's on uh, Black Dog, and uh, we, we appreciate them uh, uh, putting the broadcast out there. We I know we like to give him grief, but uh, thanks for thanks for putting the stream out there so that we can uh, tune in and watch it from afar.
1: Yeah, so us
2: knuckleheads have something to poke fun at, right? There you go, there you go. I'm, hey, he's 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 got a shorter uh, path to the NHL than us two non hockey bozos. That's right, or than the uh, than the players themselves. Uh, there's a lot of uh, hockey folks that have been in the WCHL that are now in the NHL, and they were all on the broadcast side of things. Carter Baum, Chris Westcott. Josh Bogarad, uh, you there's 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 a number of others that I'm I know I'm forgetting Joe Paris, my buddy Joe from uh, Colorado, hitting it big in Boise. So uh, the the path this this kid that we just uh, bagged on for using you know a word a minute, um, he'll probably be in the <laughs> NHL next year
1: yeah 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 good for good for him gotta learn
2: somewhere (laughs) there you go Andrew anything else before we get out of here for the week
1: I I think that's all I got for
2: you all right Valentine well listen I appreciate you being here for us on Thursday night and uh, thanks for putting up with me in uh in in my baloney so I'm glad to have you on for the second week in a row
1: man I can't I'm just still beside myself
2: maybe we'll go for three next week you never know
1: Yeah, I've pinched myself several times to make sure that I really am experiencing this, that it's it's not a dream.
2: Is this the real life or is it just fantasy? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Andrew, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, the listener, for listening to us, all 14 or 16 of you um, from Springfield, America. Thanks to listening to this uh, Suboptimal Craptastic podcast. Thanks for your support of the ACHA and specifically for the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Without you, these guys would not get uh, the recognition and the uh, attention that they deserve. These kids are playing truly for the love of the game and uh they put up with me and uh, Andrew uh talking about them here on this podcast. So that's uh that's pretty good. Yep. All right, Andrew. Everybody, be safe and uh, take care of yourself and take care of one another. Andrew, I'm going to hit the button, and I'll let you get us out of here. Sound like a deal? All
1: right. Sounds like a deal to me. All right, everybody. Take care of yourselves out there. Watch these last few weekends of hockey coming up. Take care of each other. Catch you on the flip side.